Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This is Matt Arthurs coming to you with the podcast of Surviving Sticky Situations. I have a special guest this evening. Um, He, someone I just recently talked to at the gym, um, discovered he's uh, learned a lot from his life and uh, been through a lot, and he's here to share his story, uh, and what he's been through with you. So, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Kevin Shirley. Um, I'm from Blairsville, brought up in Blackwick, Pennsylvania. I live now on uh, Ben Franklin Road, and I am a father of two boys, Nathan and Chad. Chad's a, um, um, a financial analyst. Um, he is now just got promoted to a new job in the state of Michigan, Grand Rapids, and he's going to be uh, in charge of the whole state and finance. And uh, my younger son is a senior uh, at IUP, majoring in sports management. Awesome. And uh, what what do you do? I am I am currently a bus driver for Indiana School District. And then I supplement that uh, in the evenings. I'm a security guard for the Indiana High School for all the events that they uh, schedule for security. And in the summer, I umpire baseball, and I'm a retired coal miner. Awesome. Um, So, like, the reason I started this uh, podcast was, with my life, I've kind of had a lot of uh, second chances, you know, whether it be um, car accidents, um, you name it, you know, just situations where I've just been lucky enough to get to talk about them, come out the other side, uh, a better person. So it's all just um, kind of talking about like real life stuff. It's, we can get uh, deep here and um, and then we want to just talk about ways that we overcome our obstacles and you know i think my goal in life is to just die young at an old age um so you know talking about things that people can do to make sure that they don't shorten their life and ways that we can uh lengthen our life as well um so have you i what i what you were telling me at the gym yesterday that you have actually had a lot of um experiences that were kind of close calls it sounds like yes i have uh when i was 12 years old i was helping my father and uh, we were cutting down timber and um, i accidentally slid into the chainsaw while my dad had it cut off i mean had it shut off and um and almost cut my leg off um i went there from as an athlete um telling me that you know, you can't do this, uh, you're done. Mm-hmm. So I um, proved them wrong, and um, I don't know if I was stupid or not, but I uh, I continued to wrestle. Um, and then I think what I did that was through what my my dad was when he was growing up being a, a uh, coal miner, um, quitting school, to uh, take care of his family, and also he um, had a 
degree at Valtech in Blairsville, and he never got to uh, fulfill his dream as a, a mechanic because then he got enlisted in World War II, and then uh, he ended up, uh, you know, not being able to do what he needed to do there, that he was a, a coal miner, and uh, that um, I just watched how he was as far as how he was able to um, perceive life. So um, as I grew up, um, that was just like one of my issues that I had, like that was life-threatening, not life-threatening, but it could have changed my life. I could, I might have not have been able to walk again. I might have, you know, uh, who knows. But uh, I um, then in turn um, went to uh, work in the mines uh, as I graduated from high school. And um, I was working with a fella. We were mining coal, and um, I was teaching him how to mine coal. And I knew better, but um, the it was kind of dusty at the time, and I wanted to make sure we had enough air so we could see what we was doing. And I went out above the not above the pins where which was a roof support, but actually just reached out just a little bit. You know, as I stayed underneath, but I reached out a little bit to. To extend the canvas and, and I was involved in a roof fall accident. The whole uh, place came in um, 20 by 20 um, solid sand rock. Um, sand rock doesn't give you any um, indication of like if it's bad it's solid and I was covered up with rock um, and I do believe that adrenaline does work because uh, my friend that I just was um, I was working with told him I wanted him to save my life. You know, I needed help. So um, he was able to get the rock off of me. Um, I broke some ribs, um, had some um, other minor cuts and bruises, but based on my, my stature, how I was built, being that I was the way I was uh, in stature saved my life because uh, it um, might've been a different thing if I wasn't built the way I was. So um, I was able to overcome that and go back to work in a couple of weeks. Um, then I um, was uh, uh, playing uh, football and uh, I ended up breaking my jaw. Um, I didn't know it was broke at first, but of course some old school uh, just basically just uh, kept on going and Found out the next day I had a broken jaw and I ended up being uh, wired up. And of course, then when I went to the doctor, I found out then that when I was there that um, I needed to get wisdom teeth pulled. If I wouldn't have had the broken jaw, I would have never knew that and that it could have caused some damage um, uh, physically in my face. Um, hmm. So um, I uh, um, got married and uh, I have two boys, I'm now divorced. Um, I um, was coaching my son's baseball team uh, for the Indiana Lions. And uh, at that time, there was no fence around the field. There was pretty much just a big backstop with a dugout off to the side. I was uh, fixing my son's catcher's mitt and needed uh, re-threaded and Accidentally, a, 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 a ball player, a teammate of Nathan's hit a foul ball, um, hit me in the side of my face. Um, 
I thought at first, again, old school, maybe stupid, but I um, was checked out there and said I needed to go to the hospital, that um, maybe there's something more that they could see, but my son said it sounded like a ball hitting a bat. It hit me so hard. Never knocked off my glasses. I wore glasses. Um, so then um, I had tickets for a pirate game, so I didn't want to leave my friend, my son down and his friend, so... Again, being stupid, I put the ice ice on my face and eventually some a bag of peas. I went to the uh, game with my son. I knew I broke something. I was I told my son I would probably Nathan that I would probably just uh, go tomorrow. I was too tired when I come back, so I I um, woke up the next day, went to the hospital, and uh, the doctor said uh, after he took a, a, a CAT scan that um, what hospital do you want to go to? I said, What do you mean? He said, well, when a ball hits your face, um, it cracked your skull and that you was bleeding in your brain and you're lucky even to be here. Wow. Uh, and I said, uh, really? He said, yeah. He said that, uh, so my thought was that I do believe in God, that um, it wasn't, uh, was, wasn't my time. It wasn't just luck, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so I... Um, had to proceed through concussion protocol. Um, and again, uh, just a matter of an inch from my face, a matter of, you know, maybe an inch from my leg, uh, maybe, uh, you know, uh, that uh, with the uh, broken jaw, I would have never knew that it could be some issues going on there. So then, um, um, I... Uh, my first job was a coal miner. Um, yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. So you, uh, I know that sounds like it's a, what I've heard is pretty dangerous. There's a lot of like accidents that have happened kind of local, locally in the past where people get stuck down in the mines. Um, were you um, near any of that when that happened? No, um, and I worked at Helen Mining Company. It's uh, located, it was located in Black Lake. And eventually we moved out towards Blairsville. And the only thing that I ever had ever going on with um, trying to get out was when we lost power. That our, our, our mine was uh, supplied with fans to keep the methane down so there would be no explosions due to a, a spark from a bit or um, from a, you know, a, a track. Uh, uh, wheel off a track dinky so basically I was pretty lucky we would just uh, all go and walk out the slope which is like about a half a mile incline and we just walked usually just walked out of the mine and uh, but uh, never had that uh, experience which I did experience at the time I was there of a, of a, a friend and a boss that uh, died there due to an explosion I'm sorry to hear that um that's uh that that's always um really tough uh can't imagine um what what that would feel like um so next well you said you were working at like Walmart for a while as well yeah i was i was just going to touch back back to the injury part real quick oh, okay. or something if that's okay yeah absolutely i was just going through my different steps oh sure um, <laughs> uh, that's okay um, I was uh, 28 years old, 
and uh, I was experiencing pains in my stomach. I was a minor operator, and you really can't stand up down there. And uh, so anyhow, I um, was um, transported out of the hospital. I trans transported out of the mines and taken to the hospital, and I found out that I had a, an appendix that was about ready to burst. So I woke up the next day, and I said, wow, I'm in all kinds of pain here, Doc. What's up? He said, well, what happened was when you, just like the baseball situation, when I removed your appendix, I seen you had polyps on your colon. I said, really? I'm only 28 years old. He said, yeah. So yeah. I went ahead and took it out. I said, no wonder why I was in so much pain. So of this day, at 28 years old, um, I would have probably never got that checked out. Mm -hmm. And maybe I wouldn't be here to do this interview mm -hmm. because I just recently just got a colonoscopy done and that uh, the incision that he did was that it was still intact and I'm cancer free and that um, that was another situation where um, um, could have been a different different ball game mm -hmm. that I'm, I'm living with like nine lies <laughs> <laughs> but from the mines like you uh, asked me I, I worked there it's this is ironic too I was married 17 years mm -hmm. um, had two boys um, I got divorced in 2007. Um, my um, uh, wife, um, she moved on and she didn't want to fight for the kids and uh, she gave me my two boys. She wanted to move out to Illinois and start her life over again. Mm. So I was a single father too. Um, mm. At the time the mines were done, my, I had to retire in 1992 due to the coal industry going down so I needed to start another job. Was that about 10 years you were in the, the mine? I was in the mine 17 years. 17 years. I okay. started from a senior at Pleasure High School in 1976 to 1992. Okay and that injury you were with the appendix was that due to like the bends? Is that... that was due to just needed to be it was oh. just a natural thing. But the bends had that happened a lot and mining or no? no 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 it's just that my tympanics were bad um i just um just like shook it off like again just the way i am mm -hmm. and then it was the point that um it was a, it was time to come out and mm -hmm. it just happened to be that it happened when i was in the mines yeah so thank god for dr billen he was my doctor he still is mm -hmm. that he um not that he did it but there was a reason why i mm. went there you're right again it wasn't my time mm-hmm and uh, especially he could probably could foresee what was going to happen with um, my marriage and stuff. But um, anyhow, um, I started off at Walmart a year after I decided to go as a bus driver, which I'm doing now, just for some kind of job. Mm -hmm. Well, single dad, um, I exhausted all my savings. I was making $36 a day as a bus driver, working steady night shift. Um, kind of struggling through that time period to a friend of mine uh, asked me if I wanted to work for him at Walmart, which uh, his name was Ken Henderson. He was uh, a manager of a Walmart and I knew him. I got to know him from playing basketball over at the uh, Horseman School. It was a place where uh, it was a club called Friend, um, uh, Friends and Neighbors where people moved into the, in, into the area um, that they, it was a good place to meet people. For kids, guys can meet uh, other fathers and do things, bowling, play basketball. Wives can do whatever, go out, you know, shopping or, you know, have tea parties or whatever. 
And uh, he asked me if I wanted to um, work for him. Denver, and uh, to, to my um, um, kind of person, he got to know me from basketball. I didn't even have to go through a drug testing. Um, it was just, hey, this guy's a good guy. Let's get him in here. We need help. So I started off at Frozen Food, uh, worked by myself, um, continued to, to uh, do well. Um, they were happy with me over there. Um, I um, made um, a good wage. I kept getting raises, and I was making more pretty much than uh, the manager were making because they, they at that time they, um, they paid you on what you did. So as time went on, as I got as I got time there, I moved from frozen food to grocery. Um, then I moved to uh, um, the uh, water department where I had to unload the truck by myself, throw up the water, uh, fill all the stuff that was out during the day, plus in turn break the truck down and do the new freight in all by myself. And they and I couldn't. They never had anybody. That was, you know, actually had that work done when I got in there, and then pretty much I did everything by myself. Um, I've always, um, I was, shouldn't have been doing it, but I always like work through my lunch. Um, not wasn't any um, anything for it, but I just wanted to get my work done because that's how I was brought up. Mm-hmm. So um, they, um, over time, I wanted to. I got tired of no help. I would go there on my days off, and I would see. Three people there, when I, they never give me nobody. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, wow, you know. So I wanted to do another job. They, of course, at that time, over that period of time, they wanted to be a manager, but you're only good as the people you have underneath you. And I figured, hey, I'm making a good wage. I like what I'm doing. That ain't for me. I never was that kind of a person. I'd rather work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I decided with what was going on and what I seen, I wanted to move on. Mm-hmm. So when I moved on to cleaning the floors, which was pretty hard work because you have Walmart's open 24 hours a day. Uh, we had to move, like like in the wintertime, for example, this floor's all over salt and you got to move the freight off the floor and, you know, because if you would just go around it, you could see, you know, where you didn't clean. So we, um, it was a lot of work and they were upset with me there because um, they wanted me to stay where I was at and, um I didn't want to do that, and in turn, they wanted me to quit. Hmm. It was pretty much like um, valuation time before when I was a stalker um, and all these other jobs like in frozen food, grocery, and you know water department. That's my work well. I stayed every every all every every time on the all the time on the food side, but when I wanted to go do this, they wanted me to stay. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to do something different. I was tired of the crap, you know, mm-hmm. not getting any help. So in turn, what they wanted to do was, this is the truth um, at Walmart, which it wasn't before, but they kind of changed since before you just had the Indiana Walmart, then all of a sudden now you got one in Blairsville, you got one in Greensburg, and there's Walmarts everywhere. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, they started to tend, they started then to treat their employees terrible, mm-hmm. especially the one where you work hard and um, before they appreciated it, and then all of a sudden now they... They want, you're getting to the point now, they get all these Walmarts, they'd rather get rid of the good people and hire people part-time. Because at that time, I was getting like, um, I worked my way up to like four weeks vacation. 
I had sick days. I had a 20% discount. I got merit raises but on top of the raises that I got every six months. But when I moved to the floor crew, I went in for my, um, uh, my evaluation, and he said, we're only going to give you a penny. Hmm. I said, you're kidding me. He said, yeah. He says, uh, we've been watching your work, and uh, it's not satisfactory. He said, come and see me in 90 days, and that uh, we'll see what we can do for you. Of course, a lot of people would say, hey, well, I'm not working here. Right. It's just a tactic that, you know, that um, quit. Mm-hmm. I didn't quit. Mm-hmm. I continued to do what I did, and I thought I did a good job. It's just when you get to a certain point with that company, it's hard to beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, they were, and they knew at the time I was a single parent. Uh, like again, I worked 17 years. I had at the time of my divorce, and when I was working at Walmart, I had a nine year old son, and I had a 16 year old teenager. So I had to work night shift because it was better for me with, with the boys, and my sister would come up um, and she'd watch the boys. Um, overnight where I worked pretty much just made sure to get off. I made sure I got off in time to get Nathan to school and Chad to school because at the time I was getting off at 6.30. It worked out kind of good. I could go to work at 10, get home at, you know, 6.30 because uh, we, uh, uh, we was done by then and then uh, everything was cool. Well, then they decided, well, we're going to change your, uh, we're going to change your days off. The days that you went off, um, we don't we don't need you in those days. We want you on these certain days. So basically, they wanted, you know, um, they wanted me uh, there when they wanted me to. They wasn't, and it was an agreement with two past managers that the of the whole store. They were fine with it. They knew I was a single father. They uh, liked what I was doing, as far as my work concerned, and there was never a problem at all with everything was fine mm-hmm. until I decided I didn't want them to do. To me, I mean, I didn't want to do what they wanted me to do. I wanted to move on. I wanted, like I said, I could have been a manager, but to me, that wasn't that wasn't better than myself. I wanted to do something and get out of that and continue to do think different things. You know, just do th- different things a part of store. Maybe someday after you know after I do all the stocking and I used to order my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when I was in frozen food, we had no, we had, I'd get freight in there and all my freight would go out because I knew what was back there. Um, we never was overstocked because usually when you have like end caps with stuff on there on sales, usually they try to plug them in or in a you know instead of taking them to the back. They never had never had to deal with that again. Like I said, and I went to grocery. Um, I, uh, you know, everything was good. I mean, I just kept working my walk. Everything was fine. So um, um, then um, I had this going on with the the issue with the floor crew. Finally, I got my raise. Um, and then I, I thought everything was cool. Um, then I would come in and they would say, Hey, Kevin, he says, um, we need you in frozen food. I, I did it before, you know, I just don't know where everything's at, but you know, well, you know, that's fine. So, so called off, come in the next day. Hey, we'd like you to do all sex, sex and grocery. Again, I didn't know where everything was at. It took me a while. Once I got things spotted, we'd spot things in the house. I was able to throw it up, and again, I, I made sure everything went out to come in unless I really couldn't get it out. And uh, again, no issue. Or um, we want you to go in chemicals. Again, mm-hmm. didn't know where they got, but the bottom line is I never needed anybody to watch over me. I worked, you know, um, hard. Mm-hmm. So um, I was, this is in 2012 after being there 17 years. 
Again, that's kind of wow. ironic. Married 17 years. That's 17 years as a coal miner. Um, I, so, Unlucky number, maybe. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but the bottom line, as far as um, we'll get to this later, but um, um, a little little taste of driving bus. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I wanted to just get something, and um, $39 a day, it's kind of hard to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and raising a family at a three at the time, but I was able to manage, never went in debt, never, we never had to uh, worry about food or clothing or nothing like that. Um, but then I got the call for the store. And then like in 2012, I remember telling my manager, which he's no longer there. Mm. I said, um, it had an issue too with him about, he stood up whatever he wanted to do. Mm. Um, they wanted him to this guy's name is Dave Kurtzel. He was in charge of me. They wanted him to step down. Um, and there was no reason why he needed to step down. And uh, so they thought, well, he would step down. Of course, he didn't want to, and they left him go. Well, anyhow, prior to that, um, he he stayed longer than I did. But when I went into work one day, I said, hey, Dave, I said, make sure I get a good evaluation this year, this, this year because... I said, um, I've been going over and beyond. I said, I come in here and do whatever, or do my floor crew, floor crew work or wherever you need me. And he said, we'll make sure of that. Mm -hmm. So I go to work the next day and they said, hey, Kevin, when we want you to go back in the office with us. I thought, well, okay, well, give me my evaluation. Hmm. Um, they told me they was going to leave me go. And I said, really? I didn't know what to say. Hmm. Uh, being there 17 years, uh, being associate of the month, uh, merit races, um, never miss work unless I really, really had to. I even like times being a single parent, they even left me, Matt, go home. Like, and this is kind of funny. My son had a, 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 a pinworm. He's mm. real small. I said, Hey dad, you know, um, I need you to come home. I said, I gotta go. You know, they said, go, go. I went home, told Karen, come back to work. There was never an issue with me. I mean, like I said, mm -hmm. um, at all mm -hmm. with my work or whatever. But they said that they was going to leave me go. Um, just because you had a family emergency. No, that was just something to say at the time that that was never an issue. But this was due to, uh, I was getting to the point where I was going to make a good wage. And mm -hmm. going back to the penny mm -hmm. raise, I thought I was going to get a good one being that what I've been doing through the store filling in for people, even though I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. Um, so, so Walmart does whatever they can to not, to make sure that people don't get too much money there. Or like correct. if you're in the, if you're about to make more money, they find a way to hold you at your current wage. Does that sound about well, right? What they, want, what they want to do is they want to do things so you'll quit. They want to give you a penny raise so you'll go. Mm -hmm. And even though at the time you're making, you're still making a good wage. Um, they want to, um, by getting rid of you, um, people don't understand. They always say, well, oh, you know, Walmart's um, starting out at $9 an hour. But by doing that at $9 an hour, they don't know that in turn, they're giving people that have a lot of time there, they're cutting their hours. Mm -hmm. um, they're doing things that they want to, don't want them to be there with, that, that they would quit mm -hmm. and save them money to hire where it's not loyalty, that's what I wanted to say. There's no loyalty there. Mm -hmm. um, it's basically, you know, um, it's all about the money. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get rid of Kevin. 
because he has four weeks vacation. Um, he has, you know, sick days. He has everything. I mean, mm-hmm. bonuses. I had everything because I started in 1995. I was there that long, mm-hmm. you know, up to 2012. So anyhow, I um, got an attorney and um, we went there and he said, well, if the Walmart don't show up, he said, you'll win your case. I said, cool. Mm-hmm. So we went there, and the judge said the Walmart didn't come. Mm-hmm. So we thought, well, that I was going to win. Mm-hmm. Here, the judge, which I'm not saying this, but I, it, it, um, it makes sense to me. They're in with Walmart because they give the company mm-hmm. a contingency for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So then they can come back, reset the the hearing up, so they have people there mm-hmm. and I can just remember Matt at this time how they was like just couldn't believe the grounds which mm-hmm. I never really knew what the grounds were why um, I was let go but in turn if the judge would have been a judge that should have did her work I would I would still be working there and I, my plan was to get rid of that 17 years I mm-hmm. was going to work to 20 because at that time you'll get a lifetime to 20% discount. And then sure, yeah, down the road, I can go drive a bus, do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I ended up losing that job. Um, again, um, I had a 401k um, at that time, which I would have kept if I was there. Um, they, uh, I, they took it off of me and I had to uh, invest it. Mm-hmm. Again, starting over again. Mm-hmm. A single parent, two boys. No job. Uh, as like I said, on the mines, there was not a problem. I was married. Uh, when I first started Walmart, I was still married. But in turn, like as I went on through life, uh, well, like this time would be uh, instead of $39 an hour, I mean $39 a day driving bus with a family of three. This is, um, and just uh, just me as a primary um, food uh, winner. Uh, I went down to, again, uh, single parent of two. Um, um, with um, starting over again and I had to invest um, that money in an IRA and I took like $7,000 off that to live on because I needed money to live on. Mm-hmm. So I decided, well, um, um, I'm 50 uh, at the time. Um, let see, 2012, um, six, uh, I was 50, 54 years old. I said, well, the only thing I knew is, well, let's go back and uh, start um, back where I was at before Walmart and and go drive bus. Mm-hmm. So um, at that time, my boys were getting older. Chad was going to college. He went to he uh, he uh, started out Penn State Altoona in business, and my son was a teenager at the time. So in turn, um, Chad needed a car. So took money out of that for him, out of that um, money that I had for retirement, which I needed the others for us to live on until I got a job. Mm-hmm. So um, so then in turn, um, um, Chad and Nathan was turned for him a car. Mm-hmm. So um, eventually, um, like I was saying there, um, my son... Nathan was due for a, a car. So, of course, I took the money out of there. Um, to me, my kids would be happy to live in a box. Um, uh, 
to this day, um, uh, Nathan's still driving that car I bought for him when he was a senior in high school. It's eight years. It's a 99 grain M, but of course, as long as it gets him from A to B. And uh, uh, to me, I, he wasn't asking me while I wanted, like all of his friends had money. Um, they were, he was um, a good, good athlete. Um, uh, he got to be in with these people because of being popular and that um, to, to him, he was happy to have that car. So, uh, like I said, um, once Chad got his car, um, and it's ironic, he was able to get it all through high school, college, again, just go from A to B. Um, but in turn, they were happy. And um, so anyhow, um, I ended up um, having to take another job, uh, work again, um, I work as a security guard at the high school because they don't pay a lot. Uh, money driving school bus, even though it's, um, it's if you if you people have been watching the phones and the radios, there's a lot of accidents with kids getting killed. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more responsibility for what you get paid, but in turn, um, that's just how it is. So, mm -hmm. um, I work as a security guard, um, and uh, I'm able to supplement those two with a little bit of minor's pension uh like i was telling matt i also on par baseball um i'm old grass i'll do whatever it takes to to keep things going um we might not have a lot of money but in turn we're happy mm -hmm. so um so then where i'm at now is that um, um nathan is uh like i said a senior mm -hmm. um he's major in sports management um, and he had some um, uh, interviews with the Pirates. Um, he's always been around sports. Um, Nathan, uh, Chad, like I, I don't know if I mentioned or not, he, um, he's on his third promotion um, from working down in Miami to Boston to now the director of finance as of February 1st. And Nathan, I look for him to... Um, do well in his field as sports management, maybe with the Pirates, whatever. But I look up as, you know, the, them guys, you know, they always say about being a more rattle and from being like um, having it all. I could buy a car anytime I wanted to. I was a coal miner. Mm -hmm. um, everything was looking good. Go to Florida, go for vacation. Um, come home from work one day and... Um, your wife gives you divorce papers. Mm. And, um, sorry. Hey, it happens. Mm. Um, um, I don't love you anymore. Um, so she said, either you leave or I'll leave with the kids. Well, uh, I'm always about family because, like I said, I was growing up, I was always close to my father. Um, he was the best man in my wedding. I decided to leave. I went over and I lived in a dump. It was um, Poets Village. It's a really bad place to live. Mm. Um, I've lived there before, too. <laughs> uh, my son, again, with my night shift at the time, I was still at Walmart. Um, again, with her, uh, on the finance side, is that she wanted to take as much money as off of me as she could. Mm. With me also having to pay, it wasn't based on my income as far as living there. And it just treated me just like anybody else. Um, so I would give up and say, hey, you know, you can have the kids. Mm -hmm. um, she let me have them all the time, even though 
we were separated. She had to work to live, not, not just with what I give her, but in turn, um, the family was always around me. Mm-hmm. Um, th- when we'd go places, um, they'd be around me and she would be doing her thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, But again, it's the way I was brought up at home. But um, over there, um, my son w- witnessed a, a killing. Oh, wow. Um, he was, um, again, I worked the night shift. Um, Gosh. Um, she would come over and get the kids like at 10 o'clock and go home. And um, so the one day I was, I, I told Chad, he was, like I said, he was a teenager. and said, well, I got to go. Your mom's not over here. So I didn't want to leave him there, but uh, I knew she was coming shortly. And here I found out that he would witness this, uh, a drug deal. And I'm thinking, wow, this ain't where I want to live. Mm. So I told my wife that um, I was going to look for a house. Mm-hmm. I wanted out of there. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to manage it with them paying you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she turned and said, Kevin, she says, um, I'm gonna, I want custody of the kids. That, you know, we'll, um, we're going to go to court. Wow. So the judge hand at the time, mm-hmm. she said, uh, write what, you, what those kids mean to you. Mm-hmm. So I wrote it out of my heart. So I went the day of the um, the hearing, and I could see her over there giggling with her boyfriend and Nathan and you know Chad was over there and I'm over there. I, what I did was I got um, the football coach um, and again I was uh, doing that tenure with my two boys prior to the divorce. I was a football coach here. I volunteer football coach. Um, there was the only football coach that my kids ever had through ninth grade, and the same as a baseball coach. Through Junior Legion, I was there as a volunteer to coach them the whole way up as long as I could. Mm-hmm. So um, I got my, I got like uh, one of the neighbors I met at uh, Poets Village. Um, we've met since I've been over there. Um, coaches to give them, show that I had a good, I deserved those kids to say good things about me. Mm-hmm. Well, first, so first, just thank you for uh, opening up and talking about this because a lot, I feel like this is really tough. Uh, situa- situation for people to talk about so I'm um, happy that you're able to share this and and uh, hopefully someone can out there can learn from it and will help someone uh, in the future thanks man based on your life <clears throat> but um, so the girl that is there she said um, you're gonna walk out of here with your kids I said well that would be nice so the attorney um, I might as well, might as well just did it myself because he was worthless. Mm-hmm. Um, paid him a thousand dollars. Um, but um, he came out and uh, he said that the the letter that I wrote the judge, um, um, what I had to say, the judge decided that she didn't want to give custody of the kids to um, her and her new boyfriend because. He's divorced and I was divorced and didn't want the kids to be in that situation and, and taking them out of the state of Pennsylvania. Ooh. And I told him, I said, hey, Nate, Chad's a senior. Mm-hmm. You know, I want them to finish school here, you know. So they didn't give her custody of the children. So in turn, um, I was going to, to uh, wanted custody myself. So I was going to get you know do what I needed to do to try to get custody of them Mm -hmm. but in turn my wife um decided 
that she was going to go out of state and she she actually uh, let me have Nathan in chat. Mm-hmm. I was able to um, get my house back. I uh, didn't get that house that I was thinking about doing because she thought I was, you know, she seen where I was working at. So in turn, she was nice enough. Uh, bought, I bought it off her for a penny, but in turn, I still had to pay her um, her half of everything. But I was able to get the house back, get the boys back. Um, mm. Wow. Chad, um, he uh, graduated Penn State with a degree mm. in business and science. And like I said, um, all I can say is, uh, look where he's at now. Mm-hmm. Um, Chet Nathan um, always made the dean's list. And what he does now, he um, he goes to school. Um, he has a remarkable story himself. Um, mm-hmm. He weighed 235 pounds. Mm. Um, three years ago, he was going to run in a turkey trot. He thought he mm. could just do it. Mm. And uh, my niece beat him. And uh-huh. uh, it didn't it didn't go well with him, mm-hmm. and he realized that, um, not just that, but his health. So he, right now, he weighs one hundred and seventy pounds. Um, wow. lost sixty five pounds. Huh? Correct. He goes to the Y. Um, mm-hmm. he's goes to school, goes to the Y, and goes to work. Now, do you do you feel like it was the turkey trot thing after that he, or did he get in shape for the turkey trot or was it? He wasn't in shape. Oh, he was No. Oh, so no. do you think it's something sparked after that, that he like, you know, wanted to change and, and try to, you know, what, what do you think changed? I think what it was, he was tired of his appearance. He was tired of his looks because mm-hmm. um, Nathan um, was, um, he had a hard, difficult time with girls and stuff because we talked about that and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. um, he, I just think he just got to the point. Well, you know, he didn't want, he didn't want to be like that. Because mm-hmm. um, at that time, um, I was in pretty good shape myself, and um, he's seen what it did for me being in shape and stuff. And I just think, just by losing that race and that um, he needed to do something to mm-hmm. feel better about himself. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what he wanted to do. And like now, um, about a month ago, um, he uh, did a um, uh, a uh, triathlon down in Salzburg. And uh, he kayaked um, seven miles, rode a bike 14 miles, and he ran a 5K. Wow. So I went down there and, I'm, and he asked me to go. And I'm thinking, boy, I said, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't ran since 1976, far as uh, where I graduated from Blairsville. And I've always been active in sports and stuff. Always been in good in shape. But as time goes on, you uh, you kind of, you know, not the way you was before. So I thought, by me doing that, I think, I don't want to be where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... Um, decided to um, to train myself I've been doing this for five minutes five five weeks now and um, mm-hmm. next week we're going to be doing a turkey trot together and um, I think that a lot of times I mean like growing up I know they thought that I was a role model but I think now um, I'm 
they're my role model. Mm-hmm. That's that's great, and um, it seems like you know that family first mentality, and you know having your your dad being such a great person with uh, him being in World War Two, um, and just being a hard worker, you know, really carried over to you, and now your sons are really hard workers, and um, have you know you've gone through the divorce and I'm sure at moments you like didn't, you know, know where it could have gone like really south, especially being in that, that Poets Village. I've been there and it's a really um, tough place to be at and you can really have those low points in life, but you know, you you had hope and, and things turned out great and you have two great sons who are doing great things and making the world uh, a better place. And um, so it's, um, really amazing to hear what you've told me so far. Well, Matt, I, another thing on my behalf is um, not too many um, fathers get their kids. Usually they always go to the mother. And what I wrote, and, and from the heart, because like um, they were, we're inseparable. We might as well say we're married. Uh, we're just so close. Um, and so people know too, there's more to like, if you get divorced, um, let's just go get the first man or girl you come to and, and, um, let's forget about your kids. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't ask to be in this world. It wasn't their fault. What happened to your wife and your husband or vice versa. But I chose that, um, to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Family comes first. Uh, my dad was a family man. Um, what he did for us, you know, um, back when he was growing up to quit, quit what he wanted to do to, to support the family. And that in turn, um, um, I just, some, some just got around me when I was growing up. I wanted to be around my dad. And I wanted my kids to be, I want them to be my best friend. And just like my dad was at my wedding when I got married. But, um, I, my son, at the time, I thought, well, I was going to go that route. Like, you know, I wanted to meet somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not fair. Right. You know, I leave the house. Um, I live in Poets Village. It's a dive. I'm working hard. I'm I'm not putting any money away. Most of it's going to her because she wants me to give up, just like Walmart wanted me to give up, uh, giving me a penny raise. Uh, I just wasn't going to do it. So... Um, uh, Nathan would say, Dad, you know, Dad, I don't want another uh, woman in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, there was people that I thought about, you know, mm-hmm. going out with and stuff, and I thought, well, I understand where he's coming from, so I chose to sacrifice um, mm-hmm. my happiness for theirs. Wow. So, um, I'm... St- I'm still not married, but um, I'm I'm over it now. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I understand that um, that um, even though the marriage didn't work out, I got two boys. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they look up to me. Um, we do things together. Uh, we hunt. Um, we always have sports in common, um, and that keeps us together. But um, now that. Um, he's older now, um, a senior, um, 
my sister, um, she come down with cancer three years ago. Um, so, um, yeah. And, uh, the doctor told her that, um, she wasn't going to make it or even drive or walk again. Well, mm. she's in my house now, mm-hmm. three years later. Mm. Um, so again, um, it's all about family. I could have moved on, but over the last three years, she's been, I've been taking care of her to help her get through this. Mm-hmm. And she's almost to where she needs, she's, she's good to go. Wow. Um, but I feel that if I wasn't there for her, who knows, she might've give up. Mm-hmm. And, and then, um, with her watching my kids, as I worked, they grew to loan her as our mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan give her, give her a bracelet that had mom on it, mm-hmm. and uh, he still has that. And um, that uh, mm. uh, I just um, I just think that um, it's always good to be there for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, because um I'm not saying I'm I'm the best person in the world but I I chose to not get married again. I chose not to date anybody. I chose to be a coach, a father, um a um chaperone, um PTA, um cook, house cleaning, bills. Mhm. Just be the best you can be to uh be that um person that year that ended up having these um grown boys um making such a positive impact right oh no doubt i mean uh they always tell me that um i did a good job with them but hey they did it on their own Mm -hmm. um you know how things are now with school all these things you got to take i never I, i never once man had to go see a teacher I never once had to um, wonder why he didn't do his homework. They always, they always um, seated more, not by me, it's just them mm-hmm. wanted to achieve. And in a turn, they seen where, look at my dad. Um, like my son said, dad, I said to him, you know, about when my situation was. And he said, dad, it wasn't your fault. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, I wouldn't know what to do, man, without him. Because, like I said, Nathan, Chad's gone. Nathan's here. Um, he's, I know he's going to do well. Chad's already doing well. My goal is, um, well, my sister is um, on her way of um, being the way she was before. Mm-hmm. And now maybe it's my turn to um, enjoy the wrath of what... Um, you know, my boys turned out to be my goal is um, when Walmart took my job, mm-hmm. it took my coaching job because mm-hmm. I couldn't coach because of um, um, I had to drive a school bus. And that's not where I, uh, you know, wanted to do, but I had to do what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. There's things I wanted to do. Sure, I wanted to be, <clears throat> you know, be happy, which I am, mm-hmm. you know, I had the boys and I'm, I'm glad I'm there to help my sister, help my my sons, I'm always there. I, like they always say, Dad, you always have my back. Um, I'm glad for that. But in turn, 
I, instead of them looking up to me, I look up to my sisters being my hero. Mm-hmm. And my kids, what they are now, that they're my hero. I'm not theirs. I'm, I envy what they do. Mm-hmm. And um, if I can continue to um, get through um, with what I'm making, which is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to go on vacation sometime. I haven't mm-hmm. went on vacation f- since who knows when. I like to do places. Mm-hmm. Uh, go places, do things, um, but I, I just take what I was dealt. Not everybody gets a good dealt, a deal on the cards, but in turn, a lot of people that have everything, um, they basically don't have everything. Right. You can have the most money in the world, yeah, but you're not happy. Mm-hmm. When people says, hey, how are you doing? To me, I just say, real funny, I'm living a dream. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tell them what I'm doing. Uh, you, you know, you could be the happiest person in the world. You could be uh, the richest person in the world. Yeah. You could have a, um, a wife and kids. Um, you're, not, you're not happy either. Mm-hmm. Or you could be uh, like Sean Griffith with one arm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, he's in the National Football League. Um, but in turn, you know, um, I'm not going to feel sorry for myself because... Um, it could be worse. And mm-hmm. I look forward to, like, down the road, if I can get through these next five years, retire. The boys will be where they need to be, and I'll be with them. And maybe then, in turn, I'll be able to be a coach again. I'll be able to be a grandfather. Or maybe I'll be able to uh, travel. Um, but right now, my plan for me in this earth, I think, is I need to be what I am. I need to be mm-hmm. taking care of the family. I need to take care of my sister, mm-hmm. and my day will come. I just and I don't um, think that um, you know, like uh, things aren't going, you know, are not going good. I never have to worry because somehow, some way, whatever I need, if it's money, something, here today I wasn't even supposed to be here with you. Mm-hmm. I was. My brother asked me to come over to. Uh, What's well, his his son, his grandson, and I told him my sister was over, and I, that uh, you know I couldn't do it. Well, in turn, I look at my phone, I see mm-hmm. Matt's phone number <laughs> on there. I didn't know who it was because it's at Pittsburgh on it, and we talked, and and I think that that was meant to hear to talk to him, mm-hmm. and um, uh, absolutely, um, I just think that um, what. I went through from having it all to nothing. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like... I would just rate people that are out there now, just don't give up. I mean, mm-hmm. you just keep just keep at it. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you, could, you, could, you can go the wrong way or can you go the right way? Mm-hmm. Well, you have a good heart, and I think that's a big thing that's lacking in the world. Um, so I love having you here. I love how you kind of last minute took time out of your day on the spot to come um, talk to me because I feel like you knew it was for better purpose to help help others and and give advice about stuff that you've lived through especially being in between jobs is one of the hardest thing a lot of people face I think and you know just not giving up you know you might not know where if you're going to be able to pay rent this month or um you know, have food for dinner for your family, but you know, you stuck in there and things are, um, always looking, looking up 
you know, keeping that positive attitude and, and um, being there and doing the right thing, I think, you know, will, is uh, the best treasure you can um, have. And I agree that like money really won't buy you the happiness um, of being a good person. You know, that's how we kind of live um, eternal, I, I believe. <clears throat> we need to, we need to, as a, as a, um, a nation to, uh, we need to bring God back in our lives that, um, everything is done through him. Um, we might not wonder why, um, you get divorced or wonder why you lost your job or why did my basement get flooded out? You'll never figure it out. Like my dad told me one time, mm-hmm. he said, um, I could be hunting over by that tree every year I'd get a deer. And you'd be over there, nothing. So that one day you look over and that guy's not there. Okay. Well, I'll go over there and hunt. You look over, a deer's where you was at. Mm-hmm. You'll never figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I just feel that, that number one, we got to bring God back in our lives and don't give up on if things go bad, you know, go drinking or go drugs or you get divorced uh let's you know let's um go find somebody no you need to be um you know bringing god first and then number two i think you should think of your family mm-hmm. and and i and i and I, I really strongly feel that and uh god family and i think uh um working in health in your health mm-hmm. um is there together because if you didn't have your health you wouldn't have anything and um, if you didn't have family you'd be you wouldn't have nothing and then how long has uh fitness been a big part of your life oh man Matt uh uh ever since I could throw a baseball Mm -hmm. when I was uh eight years old my dad was never a sports guy uh he loved the pirates um he never played sports because growing up like I said he any chance of that was due to you know, working and um, supporting a family and doing what he needs to do. Um, so I pretty much, uh, if I wanted to play baseball, so people would know out here, you don't have to always have somebody to play with yourself. I'd get a ball, I'd skip it against the side of the house, I'd catch it. Okay, i throw the ball up in the roof, I'd catch it. I'd go in the back, throw a football through a loop, or I would go out there and hang myself on the, to swing bars to see how long I can hold myself up. Um, because I didn't have, well, there was always gaps in our ages, so I really didn't, and where I lived at, I really didn't have anybody to do things with. Um, so I did the things on my own. Um, so I would say, Matt, um, like I said, I, ever since I was seven, I, you know, I, I was always active in sports. It's the best thing in my life. And I encourage people that if they have a chance to play a sport, I think it's a good thing to do because it, it uh, learns you um, life's in tribulations, uh, winning and losing. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes you a better person. Um, you get to meet people, um, deal with, you know, with their their tribulations and stuff. Um, I was very blessed. Um, like I said, I started when I was seven. Um, we didn't have programs now that... If people don't take advantage of them, they should because we didn't have a YMCA to go and lift. We didn't have peewee football. We didn't have wrestling. Uh, we didn't know the boosters. 
you know, black and white TV, you know, shared a bike, um, walked home from football practice, uh, mm-hmm. had a paper route wait, uh, waiting for you. Um, you guys had iPhones though, didn't you? No, not in 76. Oh, okay. They didn't, they didn't come into effect, I think, in the early 90s. I'm just joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> the internet, yeah. But yeah, but we just, had a, we just had a, growing up, we had a cover that we put on our TV. We had color TV. Um, uh, we don't have cell phones. Um, we didn't have cars to go back and forth to practice. If you wanted to play, then you had to deal with it. Like I said, I, I took what they had back in the day, the B&B bus that traveled from Indiana to Blairsville. I would walk from football practice um, to the bus stop in Blairsville. We was at the old Blairsville Junior High. Um, we'd walk across town, catch the bus, drop me off in Black Lake. I walked home, got a paper route, delivered it. People knew that I what I was doing. They didn't care as long as they got a paper. Um, but in turn, I was able to earn my first car off of that because my dad didn't ever, uh, even though he's a good guy, uh, everything I earned went for my first car. Um, but in turn, like, um, uh, played football. Uh, my coaches are in the Hall of Fame, Ernie Widmar, Jim Mann, and Ed Kozar. Taught me great things about life. I'm a wrestling coach, very fortunate. Hall of Fame, wrestling coach. Football coach, track coach. Both of those coaches um, were my track coaches. And um, they um, taught me to be a man. Mm-hmm. Um there were so many times that we could have uh, quit in games, mm-hmm. which you could quit in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember um, as a coach, um, I had this boy, his name was Ryan Kreps. He's, he's playing baseball now, and I think he's out of He went down to, down to a college in North Carolina. North Carolina, uh, yeah. Um, he played for me. I was at, the, at that level. You could go out and call the plays. And um, there was one play left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was fourth down. I said, Ryan, I need a touchdown. Can you get me one? Well, yeah, yeah, coach. What do you want to do? So we ran a like a like a toss. He was uh, played on a like a wing on a line, and he came around him. We give him a toss, and everybody blocked for him. I get to still see him now. Those little legs going down the sideline, scoring a touchdown. So he um, his birthday was. Um, not too long ago, and I wished him happy birthday. I said, hey, remember that play um, that you did? He said, Coach, he said, I would have never been able to do that. You called the play. I said, yeah, I know. But he said, I can't believe you you remember that. But in turn, I'm, that might have made a difference in his life. But I try as um, a coach. They still call me coach. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Thompson, uh, Ryan Krebs, um um, they, um, them guys won. They were all winners. Um, but I just feel that if people don't play sports, they don't enjoy making that touchdown run or that tackle or maybe fumbling the ball and, um, maybe losing the game and, um, you know, um, going together at, at, at that as a team to, um, bring you closer together and, get you through life because um I think that being that um growing up with my dad and what I had to do um to heck I only weighed um some people know this 
I wrestled 75 pounds in junior high, seventh grade. They didn't have, again, we didn't have peewees. Mm. I went out for football. Mm-hmm. Seventh, eighth, and ninth were together. Imagine how scared I was against people that weighed 180 pounds. Uh-huh. My pants covered my ankles. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was always covered pretty well. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was always um, striving to be better. Um, I wasn't dealt with a lot of um, uh, attributes. But in turn, back then, again, we didn't lift weights in school. We, everything was pretty much, uh, number one, you, you can't be afraid. And if you're afraid, you shouldn't even play. But once you get that out of your system, you just go out and play. But um, I just feel that, um, you know, uh, now then that I'm old, um, now I realize that by going to the doctor, he's told me that, hey, Kevin, you got a fatty liver. Really, you got a chance of getting diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, not eating right. Um, mm-hmm. Being, you know, nobody to take care of me. I've been taking care of myself uh, the last 12 years, I decided that um, I want to live. Mm-hmm. So I've been exercising at the Y. Um, I had a really fantastic uh, instructor named um, Michelle Shank. She started a program at the Y. It was uh, a Zumba class. Mm-hmm. And um, I joined that. I was I was the only guy there. Um, she got me started in a story that she left. She's at... Uh, She's up at the S and T complex. She has her own thing, but I continued to work. I did what she told me to do, and I kind of just, you know, did my own workout. Um, went to the doctor, and they told me that, you know, no more liver disease. It's mm-hmm. gone. Wow. And the doctor told me, he says Kevin, whatever you're doing, to keep it up because he said that um, by exercise, it's keeping me alive. Mm-hmm. And like I said before. Um, I've always been in shape, um, but now that my job that I do is not very strenuous. It's not very strenuous to be a security guard, not very strenuous to be a baseball umpire. Or, or in mine's, I was always working. I mean, you know, it's mm-hmm. just always, always in shape, but throwing up, you know, throwing up freight, water and stuff at mm-hmm. Walmart. Um, I was just like Nathan. Um, I wasn't happy with how I looked. Mm-hmm. Um so I decided that I was going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So I've been starting off with Michelle three years ago. I, um, I've been going to the Y. I go, I go there in between my routes. Like other people, they usually go home or, you know, mm-hmm. they just hang out there. I decided I'm, I'm going to go work out because I don't want to be where I'm at. So, mm-hmm. um, so I work out every other day. Um, and then now since I watched my son, like I said, I think the boys do look up with me, up to me, which I'm, I know they do, but I look up to them. Mm-hmm. And I, I seen him run, and I and I picture him being heavy, mm. and and you know yourself being a you know, uh, working there and uh, a trainer instructor and you take care of your body, Matt, and uh, and mm-hmm. people, and you've noticed um, that's not that's not easy to do, mm-hmm. and I continue as long as my knee will hold out, I'm going to continue to run. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't, I'm going to do something else. Mm-hmm. But my goal now is if this run goes well with me next Wednesday, Thursday for Thanksgiving, my son and I, which I'm very looking forward to. Hopefully the weather's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do more. Definitely. And um, uh, like I said, I, I do believe that 
um, sports is a good thing for kids or any kind of uh, activity if it ain't sports get into something do something don't don't hang around with the wrong people uh, don't say yes to this just because you'll be in the crowd you just just be yourself um, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, don't be afraid to talk to your parents about things right and um, just continue to if you once you get through that step you're going to go through college like that you're going to be um, you're going to be a good you know parent um, father mm-hmm. and uh, that's what I like I said that's why I uh, growing up I, I think sports is the best thing ever happened to me because I grew up in Black Lake sometimes I go through there man I wish I just tear the whole town down True. it's just it's just horrible um, mm-hmm. I used to be proud of that being my jacket it wasn't for Black Lake it was for Blairsville mm-hmm. um, and they can be jealous of me all they want because I played sports but Look where I'm at, and look where they're at. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, like my son, he actually told me one time when we got divorced, he said, "Dad, are we rich or we're poor?" He said, "We have a nice house." I said, "I always thought we we're middle class, Nathan," but I said, "We're we're poor. I I make below the poverty level. Mm-hmm. So if I'm able to drive school bus at seventy two dollars a day, fifty cents, supplemented with ten dollars an hour working security to to uh, with a mortgage of five hundred dollars and one cent, plus when you don't even count the cable, two hundred some dollars, and that you're able to do that with what you make and still be happy. Mm-hmm. Maybe not totally happy. Maybe I ain't going to Fort Lauderdale, or maybe I'm not going to Alaska like my dad wanted to do, or maybe I, you know I couldn't go see my son this year because I didn't have the money to go. Mm-hmm. But we. Um, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go through like women or like um, drinking or drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, um, as I was always brought up, do things the right way. And right now, I think when uh, when I'm all said and done, uh, I, it's not how long you're remembered as, as, on this earth. It's how long people remember you. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I my t- my time will come mm-hmm. someday, and and you're you're sixty now, but you look like uh, you're forty, and that's that's <laughs> due to like treating your body the right way. Um, so, do you have any tips to for other people that want to stay young and and um, be able to just do the things they want to do the whole way through life? Be active. Just don't be active. don't lay around. Mm-hmm. Get out and do stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't stand in front of the TV and watch it or. Get on the computer. Get outside, um, and and walk. Uh, play sports. Um, mm-hmm. Go to the gym. Yeah. Um, just um, we we just nowadays, like I said, people don't realize. Like we was, we joked about it about the TV and stuff, um, cell phones or whatever. We didn't have it back then. Mm-hmm. I get up in the morning. I ate a bowl of cereal. And I went down to Black Lake. There's three ball fields down there. We played baseball all day. Mm. We didn't even come in the house. Mm-hmm. And and again, like you were saying about how do you stay so young? I think because if you start out at an early age, I just read now that we need to be um, we need to get out and do things. We can't sit around. Oh, we yeah. got to start exercising when we're three years old. Mm-hmm. That it's going to show we're 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 overweight. Mm-hmm. We're spoiled. We have it all. 
if you go back to when I was growing up to where um, you walked home from practice, you played baseball all day, and then you just couldn't wait for the next sport to come in. Be active. Mm. Um, uh, play sports. Get in the band. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let yourself to where you're going to be doing things that you don't want to do because well, you, I see it as a security guard. I see these kids in Indiana. They, they come up there, and I know they're not um, sober. Mm. Um, it's a big deal just to come, nothing to do, just to get, get something to drink and go to a game. Mm. And they need, I just think we need to um, keep involved and stay away, you know, stay away from that stuff. When you get doing the right things, you'll be around the right people and you won't get involved in that. And and it's uh, down the road. I think that um, if you do the right thing, you'll be, you'll you'll do well. I just feel that, uh, Mm -hmm. but looking young, I just think you need to get out and, Get out young and start get involved, and then get involved to find something that you like and and keep and keep going. And I and I, if you want to go somewhere nowadays, you need an education. Mm-hmm. So we just don't. Uh, we just need to um, uh, go to school mm-hmm. and learn, mm-hmm. play sports. Yep. And uh, any any other advice um, on you know, people who are also out there experiencing uh, what you've experienced. I know you've already given a lot, a lot more advice, but basically, don't quit. Don't quit. Like, uh, like they always said, winners quit. Winners never quit, and quitters never win. My mm-hmm. coach said that, and I think a lot of people do quit. Mm-hmm. They don't have, they don't have the fight. Our, 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 our people nowadays, we give up. Mm-hmm. If they go back to these old guys, just like yesterday's Veterans Day, you see all these people on. Uh, that uh, fought for our country uh, to give to, give us to what we have now. We're free. Mm-hmm. We can do whatever we want to. Mm-hmm. It's our choice. Yeah. We can go. We can we can get up and we can uh, go to school and play sports, or we can get up and don't go to school and hang out in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our choice. You want to you want to uh, um, be fat, or do you want to you want to you want to be yeah you want to you want to go out and work mm-hmm. work it off or. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing um, that in the vocabulary is you can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's in your mind if you want to do it. Right. When you're a guy that weighs seventy five pounds, mm-hmm. and, and you're playing against kids twice your age, and you stuck with it through it the whole time, the whole five years, to winning a championship, mm-hmm. um, being the best team in the county. To have three coaches in the co- in the Hall of Fame, and what they bring to me, the knowledge, you your coach should be, and I do feel that uh, some coaches in I ain't mentioned any school districts, but um, you look up to them. Mm-hmm. They're they're like I can't even call them their first name. I call them coach, mm-hmm. but we need we need to have our coaches too that are coaching these kids, not just think them as a number right they need to be a mentor mm-hmm. and um i really think that um it's it's what you want it's whatever you want to make yourself you want to you want to be you know a loser mm-hmm. do you want to be a winner mm-hmm. nobody's winners losers. even if you're fat you ain't saying you're but at least you're out there trying mm-hmm. i know right. i know people that go to the y mm-hmm. it ain't in the cards for them 
Yeah. But they're there. They're yeah. trying. There's a lot of factors with genetics that, that play into exactly. you know, not necessarily just your eating, you know, poorly. If you're if you're making it through the front door at the gym, you know, that's that's a big step for a lot of people. And the main thing in life is getting there. Mm-hmm. Getting to school, getting to the gym, getting to practice. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, if, if it might not be practice, but um, it could be, um, you know, uh, could be in a band. Um, it could be uh, one of the smartest kids in school, maybe do, you know, trivia questions. I mean, do, doing stuff, you know, representing your school as a brain part. Um, just get involved. The more you get involved, the less chance of, of turning, doing things the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And if you do things the right way, I ain't saying that I did, but um, and I'm thankful that I never drank, mm-hmm. I never smoked, um, I never, you know, I never went out on my wife. Um, mm-hmm. I've always just tried to do by doing the right thing. If my mom and dad would, would be still alive, they would still be married. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of times now, um, me included, they're not together. They don't want to. They don't want to take that effort to stay together, and they don't want to. They don't want to. Uh, don't think the factors that involved with that, and that's your family, mm-hmm. and that's why our family. That you, I, I'm a bus driver, Matt, and I'm a security guard. I know exactly where I'm going to have trouble on buses, where I'm picking these kids up, because mm-hmm. I know they're not being, um, you know, taught. All right. And you learn things that you hear on a bus, which you bring up at home. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like I said, you hear the, and then you hear these, then you have these parents that, um, my Joey don't do this, but no, they're not going to the hockey game and seeing their son coming there, and that's their way of having a good time, because you know they're not happy. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. If you're not happy, you're gonna. You're going to do whatever's to make you happy. Right. And do things you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. But if you if you go and, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, I just do think we need to bring religion back. And I think, I mean, we, we, we need to uh, bring that back in all of us. And mm-hmm. um, like I said, I, I believe God's number one in um, health, family, and money. Well, money ain't even anything because... I can mm-hmm. make. I look this way. I don't have the money, but I'm making it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I um, I have family. Um, you know, and I have my health. Well, I didn't before because I ended up with all my stress and stuff. I had. I I have. Right now, I'm running through. Um, I have high blood pressure. Mm. Well, my doctor has uh, got me on that medicine, and um, I've learned to chill out and not worry about things, and that she can't. You can't uh, change. Mm-hmm. So, um, in my in my aspect on this interview is that I have God in my life. Um, I have my boys. Mm-hmm. So and I give up, not like having a relationship with someone else, but I was doing what I thought was right for them, and I think by doing that, it's made them better persons in life because that could have interfered their lives when they get older on even thinking about getting married. Money's not everything because, I, like I said before, my son could live in a box. He'd be happy. He's still driving a 99 Grand Am. He's mm-hmm. a senior at IEP. As long as it runs. 
-hmm. Down the road, he's going to have a nice vehicle. He's going to have everything he wants because he's working for it. Mm -hmm. My oldest son went from same thing, um, going from, uh, you know, going to Penn State to like now he's going to be director of finance in Michigan. Mm -hmm. So um, there is. I got family. I got God. I got, you know, I, I, I have enough money to make it around. I got my health under control. So with my health under control, I can go to the Y. I can go play ball with my grandchildren someday. I can go. I can go hunting. Um, you take mm -hmm. you take those things away, and and I don't think you have anything. But all that starts with to get that point. You need to not get to the point where you can't have go mm -hmm. in your life, family, money, and and family because you can't get all those if you're going to be sitting on the corner or you're just not going to go to school or you don't think it's a big deal to go, you know, party and. Mm. Right. Well, I think that's a, a great interview. And thank you so much for coming. We'll wrap it up. So this was uh, Kevin's uh, situation. And thanks for getting deep with us. And we'll catch you guys next time. Have a good one. Good idea.